Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. young man who was the ruler over many a land he wanted to serve God but things stood in his way now he stands before a man now it's too late who will you blame should you perish in eternal flame listen friend there's no In eternal flame Except in now Before it's too late Hey everybody, shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 109 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm still better than I deserve. Amen. How about you? Amen. Me too. Me too, too, too. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's no one to blame except ourselves. Mm. That's the oldest game that's been played from the beginning. Right? The blame game. The blame game. Mm. Very true. Right? We always want to blame someone else for our own issues and problems and yeah wow it's not going to work no it's not going to work we have to take personal responsibility right no one's going to stand with us on judgment day we're going to be standing alone before a holy god Hmm. and giving an account for ourselves that's right and on today's show we want to talk about the uncomfortable but important subject of hell Mm. amen it's not something that we enjoy even saying the word hell Right. We don't we don't go out preaching the gospel and and enjoy even warning about it. No. Except we want people to enjoy their eternity, right? Mm, yes. So we have to warn about it. Right. We have to. Mm. So first of all, I want to clarify one thing that the word hell is just an old English word for like the underworld. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's been used interchangeably in many of the translations, the English translations, to represent actually two different places that the Bible describes for the wicked dead. Mm. And those two places in Greek are Hades and Gehenna. And Gehenna is also called the lake of fire in the book of Revelation. Mm. So those two places, we see the word hell used interchangeably. Okay. For those two places. Mm. But they are two different places. So 
a helpful way to understand the difference between Hades and Gehenna is to think about the difference between the county jail and the state prison. Okay, interesting. That's, that's how you can think of. So Hades is like the county jail. Gehenna is like the state prison. Mm. Is there a difference? Yeah, I mean, like when I think of state penitentiary, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of like a really big place where the really bad guys go for a really long time. Right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. And, and when I think of county mm-hmm. jail, I'm thinking of like it's a, a smaller scale for the, you know, mm-hmm. everyday kind of criminals that stay there for a little bit of time, but then they get released. Right. And, or or they stay there for a short period of time before going to the big one. Their court date. Oh, their court date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you get arrested, you go to the county jail. And then you wait your period of time before your court date. Mm-hmm. And then you're maybe going to go to the state prison. Right. You stand, You appear before the judge. Mm-hmm. All the evidence comes out. You're either innocent or guilty. Yeah. So Hades is the holding place. Mm. Okay. It's not the permanent place. Got it. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Right. So Jesus warned about this holding place called Hades in Luke chapter 16, 19 to 31. But Jesus' strongest warnings were about Gehenna mm-hmm. or the lake of fire, which is the final place, the permanent place for the wicked dead. Mm. Yeah. And the Lord explains in Luke chapter 12, one of the places where he explains Gehenna, he says, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. That's Gehenna right there. Mm. See, the word hell is used, but it's Gehenna, yeah, like a fire. Has power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Wow. So we are to fear God. Amen. So when people say, we don't have to fear God, we just need to love God. That's only one side of the coin there. Yeah. You don't want to be on the wrong side of the Lord. No. So according to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to fear God because he has power to cast us into this place called Gehenna, Mm, right? Yes. So we definitely should do that. We should fear him. Amen. And make sure we don't go there. And not too long ago, I was talking to a younger brother who was asking me questions about hell. Mm. And a good brother, zealous for the truth but he was getting tangled up in some false teachings that were arguing against the eternality of hell. Mm. All right. So do you think the devil would create any false teachings about hell? Oh yeah, definitely. How do you think the enemy wants us to feel about hell? Well, I would think he would probably want it to be minimized in our minds, almost dismissed like, Oh, what a joke. Mm-hmm. What they're telling you is a total joke. Uh, this place doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want to do. You're going to end up going somewhere nice no matter what. That's not fair. Obviously, someone would be doing something very wrong to you if they put you in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, Those would probably be some of the lies that he would try to say. The enemy wants us to put God on trial. Right. Okay. Yes. Oftentimes, that's what the enemy does in people's minds. Put God on trial. Mm-hmm. But definitely don't put yourself on trial. You're right. not you're not on trial. No. You you haven't done any wrong, but God's done all the wrong. Yeah. And uh if he sends you to this place, then he's wrong. 
Mm-hmm. It's all inverted. That's what the enemy does. He inverts yeah. everything. Right. Okay. Evil is good. Good is evil. Yeah. So we have to be very careful not to get tangled up in our feelings mm-hmm. about this subject of hell. Yeah, that's good. Because if we go with our feelings, we could definitely feel like that definitely can't be fair and eternal hell. Mm. I don't feel like that's fair. Right. But we can't go with our feelings. If we go with our feelings about hell, our feelings could lead us into some false teachings about Mm. hell. Yeah. We got to go with the truth. Yes. Over our feelings. Amen. So one of the false teachings out there about Gehenna now, the permanent place, is regarding the word everlasting that appears before the words fire and punishment in Matthew 25, 41 to 46, where Jesus is talking about the final judgment. And the Greek word for everlasting there is aionios, which means age, okay? Mm. An age. Mm. So what they say is, see, it just means age. So they go into the fire or the punishment for just an age, just, Mm. just a period of time, and then they're annihilated or they're let out somehow. Mm. It's just an age. But there's a big problem because the same Greek word for age there that's used as an adjective to describe the fire or the punishment, everlasting fire, everlasting punishment, is the same Greek word that's used to describe how long our eternal life is in the kingdom, mm. how long we live with God. Look at Matthew twenty-five forty-six. Jesus says, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Mm. It's the same word, mm. aionios. Yeah. So aionios punishment, aionios life. Wow. Aionios mm-hmm. for the punishment is the same aionios for life. Mm. So if aionios for the punishment is only, let's say they say, oh, it's an age. It's just, it's a temporary amount of time. Well, that means your eternal life is a temporary amount of time as well. Yeah. So it would have to apply. And then, so God's going to let you enjoy the kingdom of God, maybe a year. Then he's going to annihilate you. Right. (laughs) According to their logic. Yeah. That's logic. Okay. Yeah. So the word here, it means age, but the context determines what kind of age is being spoken of. Right. You see, Mm. the context here in Matthew 25 is talking about an eternal age. Mm. It's an eternal age. So there's different types of ages. This is an eternal age. So there's a parallel happening between everlasting punishment and everlasting life. Mm. There's a parallel there. Yeah. You see? I see. They're both forever. Mm. So another argument that comes up is regarding the word destroy in Matthew 10, 28. It says this, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Mm. So they say, see, the word destroy means you'll cease to exist, right? If you destroy something, then that something ceases to exist. That's Mm -hmm. what they say. Yeah. And, you know, the word destroy there, it could mean that, but it doesn't always mean that. In fact, the same Greek word that's translated destroy here in Matthew 10, 28 is also translated as lost in the parables that Jesus gave of the lost coin and the lost son in Luke 15, Mm. right? Remember the woman had the lost coin? Yeah. She's sweeping, trying to find it. And was the coin destroyed? No. It was lost. But it's the same word as destroy. Mm. Same word. Did it cease to exist? No. Remember, she found it. Yeah. It was lost, and then she found it. Right. Same thing with the lost son. That's Mm. the same word for destroy. Was 
the lost son destroyed? No. Did he cease to exist? No. No. So that word destroy doesn't mean in every instance that you cease to exist Mm. or it ceases to exist. Same thing when Jesus is explaining how he's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Mm. It's still going to exist and it's an eternal destruction. It's nothing good and it never ends. Mm. But they'll say, if you're thrown into the fire, the fire is just going to burn you up, right? I mean, Mm. isn't that what fire does? Naturally speaking. It burns it burns you up. Right. When you see something on fire and if it keeps on fire, it burns up. Mm. The thing is, that's what happens right now with mm. fire on this earth. Right. That's what it does. But it's entirely different in eternity. Mm. And all we have to do is look at what Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, 47 to 48. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. That's mm. Gehenna. That's the word Gehenna there. Yeah. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Mm. So what happens if you throw a worm in a blazing fire right now here on earth? It would just be demolished right away. Right away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Oh, That's yeah. what they're trying to say is going to happen to us. Some of these people who are arguing against what the scripture teaches. Mm. See, but that's not what happens in the eternal fire that Jesus is explaining right here. Mm. There, quote, there, worm does not die. Mm. Who's the there there? I think it's speaking of the sinners. Exactly. In the lake of fire. Their worm Mm. does not die. Yeah. That's pretty scary when you think about it. So this means it's it's not annihilation. Mm. Their worm, it's something connected to them that doesn't die. Mm. And a worm is a physical thing. So I don't know if these people are going to be tormented with some worms mm. or something, but there's something physical there that yeah. is theirs that mm. isn't going to die. Wow. It's connected mm. to them. It's part of them. Mm. So it's not annihilation. That's for sure. Yeah. It's eternal and it's horrible. Mm. This is serious. This exactly. is serious. Amen. So let's look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. It says, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, that's Gehenna and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mm. So when Satan is thrown into the lake of fire here in Revelation 20, verse 10, Mm. who's already there? The beast and the false prophet. That's right. And the beast and the false prophet were thrown into the lake of fire in Revelation 19, 20, a thousand years earlier. Mm. A thousand years earlier. So one thing we know for sure is they weren't annihilated, were they? Not even in a whole thousand years. They've been there a thousand years. Wow. And then in Revelation 20, Satan's bound and Christ reigns for a thousand years. Mm. Okay. I'm abbreviating these things, of course. Right. And then after a thousand years, Satan is thrown into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet still are. Mm. They exist. They didn't cease to exist. Yeah. They're being destroyed. Right. Forever. Wow. Okay. And how long are they going to be there, according to the scripture? Forever and ever. And it never ends. Man, I wish I could wake people up to see this. Like, the permanency of the word forever. If you yeah. don't want to experience fire on your fingertips one moment in a hot fire when you put your finger in the hot flames, yeah. if you don't want to experience that even one moment, you need to really examine your soul mm-hmm. and where you're headed right now if you're in sin especially, 
You need to examine yourself before God because there is a terrible, terrible place awaiting you for eternity. That's a long time. You know, I've lived over 40 years, and that's a very long time to me. I can barely remember things from 30 years ago, you know, when I was 10 years old. I don't remember stuff like that. So I'm just trying to help people understand the permanency of forever and how many millions and thousands and trillions of years that is going to be. Hey, it shows you how serious God is about sin. Exactly. Yeah. It shows you how holy he is, how good and perfect and righteous he is. Mm. Amen. Yes. And we need to be thankful that Mm. he came to rescue us. Right. So the beast and the false prophet, honey, those are actually human beings. You know that, right? Yeah. Those aren't angels who fell, right? They're human beings like you and me, the beast and the false prophet. And we see that they weren't annihilated. Mm. But what about everyone else? Someone could say, well, that's just the beast and the false prophet. They're they're exceptions. Mm. They did exceptional evil. Maybe everybody else just gets let off the hook. Mm. You know? Well, let's look at Revelation 20, 11 to 15. Because it's the same lake of fire that the beast and the false prophet and Satan are in that's discussed right here. Mm. And this is the final judgment. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, Mm. and they were judged. See, Hades there? Yeah. County jail, Mm. the holding cell. Now comes judgment day, your court day, and they're going to end up in Gehenna now, the state prison forever. Mm. Death and Hades delivered up up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works, not someone else's, personal responsibility. Mm. Then death and Hades were cast into where? The lake of fire. That's Gehenna. You Mm. see, Hades is temporary. Lake of fire, Gehenna is eternal, forever. This is the second death. Mm. And anyone, here's all the others, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Mm. The same lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet and Satan are. Wow. Wow. And what did it say about them? When they're in the lake of fire, how long does it last? Forever and ever. Forever and ever. It's the same lake of fire. Wow. How long does it last? Eternally. Right. And a very important point to remember is that at the great white throne judgment that we're seeing here, anyone whose name is not written in the book of life, by that point, anyone whose name is not in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. Mm. And it's a final judgment. Yeah. The case doesn't get tried again. Mm. You You don't have an appeal. There's no appeals court. Wow. Anyone who's not written in that book of life at that point is cast into the lake of fire. Mm. This destroys the argument that there's some kind of appeal that can be made later. Right. That there's some kind of parole where people are going to get out. No. How do you get in the book of life? Jesus is life. Yes. In him is life. Mm. You better be in him. Yeah. Get in him. He's the ark. Yeah. Just like the days of Noah. If you don't know how to pray, one of the most powerful things you can pray is, Jesus, help me. Amen. Please help me. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get to uh, away from this sin in my life. I just need your help. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was listening to a testimony a brother was sharing with us just a week ago, 
at a breakfast um, that we were at together with some believers there. We heard a couple testimonies, and one of the brothers shared his testimony of how he was suffering with a lot of terrible drugs. He had, he had been doing a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, um, also street drugs, mm-hmm. you know, cooking his own drugs, making drugs, taking these drugs. He was watching videos where they told him, if you just take this drug, you're going to blast off. And, you know, like he took all these hits of all this, you know, drug and he was doing all these things, detrimental things for his mm-hmm. body. The devil was really lying to him on all kinds of different levels. But then he got to the point where he wasn't doing the drugs, but he was suffering from the after effects of the drugs with all these panic attacks. And he would be walking and all of the sudden he would lose the strength in his legs and he would just fall Mm. and just start writhing and having like almost what was like a seizure. But it was diagnosed as just these severe panic attacks that he was having where he would just start panicking. All of a sudden, in the middle of the store or wherever he was, and he would have them just all over constantly, and to the point where it was really affecting his life, he was not being able to function at work, at jobs, or mm-hmm. anything. You know, he he was like he couldn't even hardly lay in his own bed. He was yeah. just anxious about everything. So, um, you know, he had family members come in. He was suicidal. He almost got a gun and tried mm-hmm. to kill himself, and you know, got to the point where he was at the end of his rope. You know, and he was laying down at one point and he he just, he couldn't get, he couldn't feel good anywhere. He would have to like lay on the floor just to feel good. And at one point he was laying on the ground and he just knew he was at the end of his rope. And he, as he was sharing this part of his testimony, he broke down in tears and he said, I just said, Jesus, help me. Yeah. And yeah. immediately all the weight of all of that just lifted. And he was like a new person, you Amen. know? Amen. And the Lord delivered him from the anxiety, from the terrible bondage oh, of all this years mm. and years of sin that he had been doing. And the Lord just delivered him in a moment. Yeah. Amen. There's so many roads to hell. That's right. So the enemy was trying to kill him through the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yes. That he would have ended up in hell that way. Yeah. Okay. So you get off the drugs. You got all the side effects. I'm going to terrorize you with panic attacks and anxiety and everything to get you to commit suicide. Right. So you won't kill yourself with the drugs. Maybe you'll kill yourself with a gun. Right. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. And praise God. He gives everybody a way of escape. Yeah. No one has to kill themselves. No. Because there is one who will help you. Yeah. But you have to go to the right one. That's right. You see, if he would have called out for help from Allah, or Muhammad. He would have had no help. Right. If he would have called out for help from Vishnu or Buddha yeah. or anyone else, Deepak Chopra. There's no power. The reason I say that is because we were talking about Lady Gaga. Yeah. And this this woman is is being used by evil spirits. She confesses that she's demon possessed. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. She confesses that. She confesses she's tormented. And I think this relates because she shared in an interview how she's tormented by these demonic forces. Mm-hmm. But she said, I went to get help from Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Now, he's like a Hindu guru. He's, mm-hmm. a, new, he's a new ager. It's right. basically repackaged Hinduism to make it palatable for Westerners. Yeah. So she went to him and said, I'm tormented with this. Can't sleep and tormented. These evil spirits. 
Hmm. See, they're using her, but they want to kill her too. Right. Of course. Okay. And so she goes to this man and she asks for help. And he says, don't worry about it. That's just your creativity. Mm. You need to embrace your creativity. Right. Basically saying, embrace these demonic forces mm-hmm. that are at work in your life. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are helping you to be creative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? So basically, she asked for help. She came to a point, a desperate place, and she went to the wrong one for help. Yes, and she has no right. help. But if you go to Jesus, if she would have went to Jesus right there, mm. he would have helped her out of that. And she wouldn't be doing these wicked concerts and leading people to hell and no. storing up more wrath for herself. No way. Yes. Right? Amen. So praise God that our brother went to Jesus. Yes. Amen. Oh, amen. And if you're listening right now and you find yourself in that situation, you know where to go. Amen. Call on the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Yes. The Son of God. God does have a son. Yes, he does. Amen. Mm. His name is Jesus. It means salvation. And he'll save you. And you'll so, be surprised how quickly he will show up amen. when you call on the name of Jesus. He knows. He, he knows, knows you. He, he knows when someone is desperate and someone is actually seeking him. Yeah. And they're not playing games. Exactly. God knows. He made us. He knows us. Mm-hmm. And we need to live in the light of the reality of an eternal heaven and an eternal hell. Mm, yes. That's the reality, no matter how we feel about it. That's right. That's reality. We need a reality check. Because the scripture is clear. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. Will not. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. And that's not an exhaustive list, okay? So if you die unrighteous, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you can only become righteous by repenting of your sins and putting your faith in Jesus Christ right now before you die. Yes. Amen. Well, we just want to thank all of our listeners once again for joining us here for another episode of Spirit of Adoption Radio. And if this message has blessed you, and if you know other people who are not on the path to eternal life. Amen please share this message, this episode with them. We don't want to say anything else at the end of this episode, but please share. Please copy the link and share this episode with someone you love. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.